Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters. I wanted to welcome you back to Cause Talk Radio. It's been a few weeks and on the line with me now is the queen of the Cause Marketing Forum Conference, which took place in Chicago last week, Miss Megan Strand. Hey Megan. Hey Joe. So fun to see you last week. I know. It was so much fun and we want to apologize to our listeners for not being on for at least three weeks, I think. Because I know, it's bad. It was really Megan's fault. I would have done the show myself, <laughs> but I couldn't find the record button. You you can't do the real show. I can't. Me. I can't do it myself. It'd be. It'd be. You know, they, they would ban me from iTunes. I mean, it's, you know, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, for something like that. So, uh, but it was a great cause marketing forum conference, and we really do. Megan and I. One of the things we loved is when people came up and said how much they like the show, how much they listen to the so show, great. and it's great because you know, so often, Megan, as you know, you feel like you're speaking into the ether sometimes, right? And and you're it's wondering true. who's listening, and it turns out that a lot of great people. Yes, are listening. hi everyone. Yeah, yeah, and I at Cause Marketing Forum, I met this great guy. Uh, from Good Corp. His name was Grant Garrison. And we had a great conversation about what uh, the magazine and online site Good was doing. And he was also talking about some of the stuff that Good Corp was doing. And when I got back to my desk, Megan, I had an email from those folks over at Good Corp telling me about a new report they have on what makes a brand good. And here to tell us about that is Maria Redden, who's the general manager and strategy lead at Good Corp. Hey Maria, how are you? Hi. That's great that you had that you you had that evangelist for your work at Cost Marketing Forum conference. And Absolutely. Uh, and he was spreading the word on this great new report and like I said when I got back to the office it was waiting for me and uh, I was taking a look it over and I was like, "Wow, we got to talk to these people because <laughs> I want to know too what great. makes a brand good, right? <laughs> we all want to know. That we all want to know. But you have to tell us something, Maria, first of all. And Grant was trying to explain this to me, too. And it's not that complicated for people unlike myself. Uh, but what is the difference or what is, you know, what is good? Uh, what is good core? And what is the report all about? Could you break those three down? Absolutely. So, um, you know, many of uh, certainly you and, and many, hopefully many of your listeners know mm. about Good Media. Yeah. Good Media started about 10 years ago with a magazine that really kind of highlighted the intersection of creativity, social impact, and how we could all live um, a good life while we're doing well for the, you know, for society. So um, sort of that magazine sort of grew, it sort of, it got a lot of awards, it really kind of struck a chord mm -hmm. um, with uh, sort of with the growing awareness around, um, you know, so the impact that we can have as consumers. Uh, with our jobs and just sort of as people. Yep. No, um, I, I think good is great. I mean, I was telling you, um, I haven't had much exposure to the magazine, but, you know, I have a lot of experience reading you folks online. And I just love the nature of the articles, the way you folks approach things. And uh, if you're looking for a good follow on Twitter, or I'm sure you can like them on Facebook, uh, they're a mm -hmm. great place to learn. Fantastic. Yeah. And so, um, so Good Media started about six, uh, sort of 10 years ago. And about six years ago, um, we were approached by Pepsi because they were, um, they had been working on a project called Pepsi Refresh where mm -hmm. they were asking. I remember that. 
Mm-hmm. There you go. So uh, if you remember that that project, um, they um, they had a campaign and they approached Good because they really wanted to go beyond uh, just kind of raising awareness of, mm-hmm. of, of you know making the world a better place. So the question is like, what could you actually do to um, to get people engaged and to take action? And so with them, um, you know, Good was a magazine, but obviously this is a was an amazing project to get involved in, and um, it, it was out of that project that Good Core was born. So we were born to <laughs> to help Pepsi bring that project to life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sort of with them, we helped them uh, design and ultimately run um, that two year project where Pepsi gave away over thirty million dollars mm-hmm. um, to just sort of people who wanted to do good in their communities. And, and that's how it all began. That's how it all began. And, you know, we were incredibly fortunate that, uh, of course, that was such a high profile project that there was a lot of other companies that were also interested in that, in that type of program and that, that sort of bringing that type of ethos into their own um, social impact work. So since then, we've worked with people like Starbucks and Google, Gap. Um, sort of, we've never just heard really of any of them. What are they? So you're working with some of the biggest brands in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so now, now you have a consulting arm exactly. that does, so, focuses just on that. And I will also mention that one of your clients is Dick Sporting Goods, who just won two Halo Awards at the Cause Marketing Forum. That's exactly that was, right. Yeah, We've been yeah, so excited. Yeah. They did a fantastic job at Cause Marketing Forum, too. Explaining just, the just, program. Yeah, mm-hmm. Explaining the program and really telling. I heard people come out of that session. They were like, it was fantastic. Did you help them do that, Maria? Um, yeah, so we were the sort of we were their main, their basically lead social impact agency. Um, the we they well, I don't know if you want me to recap, but certainly mm-hmm. they were really interested in the issue of underfunded uh, youth sports teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, right, like you, um, their other agency. Um, Gosh, Anomaly was uh, sort of did a, an, an incredible job in sort of helping raise awareness around this issue. And then the next question after that is, how do you actually take action? How do you get your audience involved to sort of help you uh, as a company move the needle in this issue that's important to all of us? So um, for them, we designed a, a crowdfunding campaign, mm-hmm. sort of the all the internal capacity building that was done with the teams. Uh, we sort of ran the program itself, and in any case, uh, sort of all the sort of all the underlying structure of how it is that you um, get your audience, your, your, your customers to work with you to, to solve this issue. Mm, that's great. So tell us about, um, and you know, I think Dick Sporting Good is a great lead in too, mm-hmm. uh, to the report you folks just generated. And one of the things that you were telling us before the call too is this is only the first of three parts of the report that you conduct. And so, you know, one of the things that we were excited is we could get on the ground floor about some great research that you folks are doing on what makes a brand good. And I think Dick's is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. And certainly a lot of other brands that you're working for. I'm starting to see a trend here, Maria, right? With Starbucks <laughs> and the Gap and good stuff like companies. that. Yeah. Good companies, right? I, so what was the what was the impetus for the report and what did you folks find? So um, we began because, as you would imagine, because we have all these conversations with companies all the time as to what makes them good, how you can help the world move forward, We uh, the conversation of what actually makes a brand good tends to come up fairly often. Mm-hmm. And um, if you sort of, you know, we're all practitioners, especially I imagine your listeners and, mm-hmm. and certainly you guys, um, you know, as practitioners, we tend to have a, a, a predefined sense of what that may be. So things like, um, you know, words like sustainability and 
mm-hmm. corporate social responsibility and employee engagement are the words that usually come to mind when you say like, is a brand good or is mm-hmm. a company good? The um, what sort of what we started to sort of we were thinking about that, and we we're also thinking about uh, the disconnect that also, that often happens between um, the fact that sort of there's a lot of surveys and, and data out there that says that people. Um, really want to purchase uh, and, and sort of really want to get behind um, brands that have mm-hmm. social values. But sort of when you look at that, um, you know, in the, it doesn't always bear out in the market. Right. Mm-hmm. So then the question is, what is that disconnect? Like why sort of yep. why, why are people saying one thing, but maybe they're not actually acting on it? Like are, where, where is that disconnect? And so for us, what we wanted to do, sort of there's a number of reasons, sort of there's a number of ways that you can go about um, trying to figure that out. But the thing that we wanted to do first is just try to define what good even meant. Right. And we, what we wanted to do is define mm-hmm. that from the perspective of, of, of a consumer. Because mm-hmm. as I mentioned, companies have a sense of what that may be. Right. And the question is, do consumers have the same definition? Yeah. But did you yeah. actually use the word good? That seems like a hard thing to wrap your head. It's like happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that's, that, that's, that's exactly right. Like, um, because it's a hard word to get around, like we wanted right. to hear people's language mm-hmm. of uh, like when we asked them to define good in relationship to a brand, like mm-hmm. what language came up? Mm-hmm. What words were they using? Were they using sustainability or were they using something else? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes, but you're right. Like that sort of, that, that's, sort of that's, that's exactly the problem that we wanted to get at. Like how, because it's so broad. Also, right? Like it, it depends on who you're speaking to. It depends on sort of how they're thinking about it. So, um, so the first phase of this research is very much about um, just getting our baseline in uh, in understanding what kind of language people are mm-hmm. um, are using, the time of uh, the type of framework that people are using to judge whether uh, a brand is good or not, right. and um, and also sort of uh, try to compare that with how people think about. Uh, Regular, just regular brands. Mm-hmm. And so, was this ju- was this mm-hmm. in a frame of all brands? Like when you were asking these questions, and you did this by phone, which I think is interesting. Most surveys today are done online. But it, it, how did you? How were you f- f- slicing that? How are you slicing that question? Are you saying just brands in general, or are you saying when you think of retail um, brands or consumer we, packaged um, goods or? Sure. So uh, first, I'm going to give you a little bit of the structure of the uh, of the research, so that um, so that the answer it, so so that the answer hopefully makes sense in sure. context. So um, so the sort of the initial idea here was to um, we did our, we did do our surveys over the phone. They were in depth conversations um, with um, with people who we felt were very. Um, we felt we we're sort of experts in the space. Mm-hmm. And the reason we chose sort of experts in the space, and by experts, sort of we talked to emerging leaders in the social impact space. We talked to early adopters of, uh, of brands with purpose. We uh, talked to professionals at the intersection of the space. Um, the reason we spoke to, to people in that, in sort of from that place, uh, sort of from that audience, was because we wanted. Uh, there were two reasons. One of them is because they um, they have the most developed sensibility of what a good brand may be. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to take advantage of that. But at the end of the day, they were all consumers, right? Like, so you and I, um, we still have to stand in front of that giant uh, supermarket aisle and choose uh, choose a shampoo, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, or, you know, and choose a lot of things very quickly. So what we wanted to do is get people to talk about it from their just from their own personal experiences with brand, and then we shifted them over to talking about sort of brands that had purpose and brands that were good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can think of so 
so we did that just to sort of get um, some early initial hypothesis, which is what the rest of the, um, which is what uh, I wanted to share today, sort of mm-hmm. some early hypotheses of, of how people think about this. And then, um, so from this expert group, um, kind of emerging these, uh, sort of bringing these hypotheses out and then taking those hypotheses at phase two and phase three. To um, to refine them and scale them and see mm. sort of how likely they are at a much broader audience. That makes First, sense. with an audience that that self identifies with this, um, and, and and then with an audience, it's just a general audience. Right. So we're just at the very beginning of the conversation. Got it. And what did you find? <laughs> yeah. So it looks like you had like five core insights that you had. Yeah, definitely. So um, the fr- sort of. Um, I don't, sort of, I'll just go through all five of them sure. in a row, and feel free to stop me with any questions. <laughs> so um, the first one was that even among conscious consumers, um, goodness still came in second, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, even with people who are experts, when you ask them uh, if they bought, uh, if they uh, like why they bought certain brands, like it was still sort of their favorite brands in particular, it was still price, convenience, quality, self identity, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. so uh, you know it. It was, um, it, it's effectively what you see in the marketplace, but it was surprising to us that even amongst experts, sort of that was still the case. And um, so that made us a little bit sad. Uh, but the, the thread that came out, sort of there was a secondary thread in that, in that conversation, in that sort of, uh, in sort of with the people that we were having these conversations with, oftentimes goodness was the loyalty driver. Mm-hmm. So, um, so not necessarily, um, it wasn't necessarily the thing that made you buy your, the product, yep. but it was the thing that kept you coming back. So we heard yep. that a, a few times and, mm-hmm. um, which sort of is a really interesting finding, right? Because sort of loyalty is, is something that's really sort of highly valued by marketers. And so mm-hmm. the, if you, if we think about sort of, um, how you can use goodness as a, uh, sort of as something that just sort of retains in, in a day and age where people are searching brands fairly quickly, mm-hmm. it's actually a very powerful driver. Mm-hmm. So can I can I just ask a question though? Are in these because there are phone conversations? Are were they giving examples of types of brands? And is there any insight there that you can share of names outside of Tom's Shoes? Because I'm really <laughs> I love you, Tom's Shoes, but I'm sick of talking about Tom's Shoes because everyone compares everything to Tom's Shoes. Yes. But were there were there examples that you could share that rose um, to the top? Sure. Uh, Sure. So, for example, the the example that um, that we love quoting is uh, a gentleman. He was a fabulous community organizer, and he went to REI simply because somebody had um, recommended when he needed to buy a um, a jacket. Mm-hmm. He went to REI. He actually didn't know anything about their sort of their policies and their cooperative model. Mm-hmm. He signed up, and it wasn't until the end, until he started getting that marketing material, mm-hmm. that he he was like, "Wow, this is really amazing!" And now he's uh, like, he loves the product. Obviously, sort of, you need really great product, sure. but like. Mm-hmm. That is what sort of keeps him and, and turned him into an advocate for REI. Yeah, right? it's, it, so. it almost seems a case. You know, um, we had someone on a little while back from Kind Snacks uh, mm-hmm. talking about this issue, and it's kind of like it was like almost everything come. You know, the, the message there was almost everything comes before cause, but when you add mm-hmm. cause in, it right. makes everything better. That mm-hmm. is exactly right. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't you think? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and that was a and you know, um, uh, uh, the owner. What's the owner's name of Kind Snacks? Can you remember, Megan? Oh. I forget. It's Dan. Um, it begins with an L, but I, I won't punish him by trying to pronounce it, anyways. But he had said that he thought cause contributed about five percent to the success of mm. uh, of Kind products and stuff like that. But you know, it's a you know, it's a concentrated five percent for sure. Yeah, sort of the the other really interesting um, the other interesting um, anecdote, sort of anecdote that we heard was um, 
there was a, sort of the, there was a gentleman that spoke about his wife receiving um, you know sort of they were going to a lot of um, baby showers. Sort of you all remember that time in life when we got invited to a lot of those. Oh yeah, and, I don't remember uh, those. <laughs> well, maybe not. But, you didn't get invited. Uh, you didn't, exactly. So um, so he uh, his wife had been receiving several of these invitations, and they started to notice that at the bottom the uh, the invitations would say. Um, honest uh, products preferred. Oh, mm-hmm. right. And so, mm-hmm. um, so then again, right, like the honest it, sort of, it's not something that when you go again, right, like, especially as a new mom, it's impossible to make all these decisions. But once you sort of find that product that, that sort of really connects with your values and connects with the things that are important to you, uh, especially sort of in, in terms of cause and, 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 and for a new mom, um, sort of the, the toxicity of, of elements, like then you're really connected. Right. Like, and then you go really kind of hard on, on, on that, uh, on that space. So, um, it, sort of, those were the types of things that we were hearing. And then they have the second kid, and then they let them play with insect killer and stuff like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, and the name earlier I was thinking about was uh, oh, Dan Lebetsky. Yes, that's I, the I, guy's yeah. name. It, and Dan I apologize. To Dan. Okay, I now we have good and kind. Nice. That's right. It's like it's a whole universe of great words. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second insight is uh, sort of this idea that it's very difficult to see goodness, right? Uh, it's it's very much tied to the previous one in that um, there's categories of uh, categories of products that are uh, that are a little bit easier to understand. For example, food and clothing have done a really great job at mm-hmm. sharing with uh, their consumers. Um, their supply chain and what are the factors that are really important. Um, and then there's uh, entire categories that are super difficult to, uh, to grasp. So we had, uh, sort of, we had, a um, this woman who led this social enterprise, basically she, uh, she was a, she loved Apple talked, sort of used their products every day, but she had heard that, um, that Apple sort of, her quote was basically, you know, I love sort of, I love Apple technology companies, but technology companies are really hard and computers are outside of my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple is not good for the earth. And I think they mine their lithium somewhere crazy, mm-hmm. but it's too big for me to wrap my head around. Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's literally that what she sense. said. Right. Like, and so, uh, so she's right. Like, how, how do you decide if, if, if a computer is good for you or not? How do you decide if a piece of technology is, 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 is doing something good or not? Right. Like mm-hmm. there, there just no, um, sort of, so there's, places where it's it's a little bit easier to see and then there's places mm-hmm. where not so yeah. what that leads people to do or sort of what we heard was uh, almost compartmentalization mm-hmm. of of these purchases there's things that they'll sort of start working on and then they're sort of they're happy to choose and pick and then there's things where they're just gonna ignore because too much. it's yep. too much right yeah too much that you know i sense. wonder too like is it like you know like people buy apple products and they and they love apple products Mm-hmm. So much that they're willing to disregard almost everything else, yeah. right? About maybe mm-hmm. about Apple and stuff like that. Well, and again, and it, takes, wonder- it takes so much to figure out what the heck they're even talking yeah, about. Yeah, like you, you know, but I'm wondering some like some random thing about lithium battery, you know, being mined yeah, that's somewhere right. crazy. That's right. and- but do you think too, like someone would say, like maybe Samsung or another brand that maybe doesn't have, the, you know, even though people love those products too, but maybe not mm-hmm. as much as kind of Apple products that they would say, hey, it's a little bit more important to me that you're socially conscious because what you do isn't as outstanding as some of these other firms and stuff like that. I wonder if that's that mentality out there among consumers. 
That seems like a giant thought process, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's one of those things because I think now, I, I do think though that we, when, when we get products and I find myself doing this too, is like, I'm evaluating them more and more about this social impact. Does this, you know, does Are, this or, really? you know, Are you really? Doing? I really do. You know, I mean, I really look at those, exi- but you know, hmm. but, but I'm in cause marketing, you know what I mean? <laughs> I so I'm going to do these things. I mean, you know, I mean, you're doing this for the money, Megan, it's different than I am. <laughs> you know, it's different than me. I'm sorry, you know? whose site is called Selfish Giving? <laughs> sorry, Maria. I, I, that, to put I came up with that title when I was young and stupid. I'm so much more enlightened than I was before. You know? But I do think about those things a little bit more. What about you, Maria? You know what? It's, uh, for me, I, I'm, um, I'm a categorizer. There's things that I, that I know that I understand. And there's other things that I feel like, you know what, when I have a little bit more time, I I sort of, I'll get to when I'm retired, I will research. (laughs) Well, you know, I go to Starbucks every day. And one of the things I like about Starbucks and stuff like that, look, the coffee is good, but that's it. Okay. But I love Starbucks, the brand. And I also support Starbucks because they are like a model of what people, businesses should be doing in the area of social impact. Well, and so, you know, that's that's it's part of my respect for the brand. Well, and that kind of leads to one of the other points from Good, which is that Howard Schultz is out there talking about this stuff. And it sounds like really leadership is. matters, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. You yeah. know who is, too, um, is, you know, who I see a lot from, too, and someone was just saying this in that that's how he described his job was the guy who runs Levi's jeans mm. oh and um, he yep. you know they do a lot of stuff and, Curly they are, and he said that's mm-hmm. he he said my job is sustainability like yeah. that's you know that that's what i do in terms of out there but talking that, about that's this where stuff he came all the from time. but that's a whole other story yeah yeah right. absolutely. well you probably know more about them than i do i mean i was like but i but i look at it and say well i'm still not wearing levi's so if i get it so mm-hmm. So talk you know, talk about leaders a little bit shape. though, Maria. Yeah. Definitely. So, so thank you for for transitioning into the next point. And sort of the next point was very much about genuine leadership and and how much it matters. And the sort of that sort of the, gosh, we just kept on hearing it again and again from from a lot of um, a lot of our interviewees. The the fact that they uh, that they would learn about uh, they would learn about sort of the goodness of a company and a brand from uh, hearing the CEOs or the leadership speak. Mm. And um, so. It, it was it, sort of they would learn even more about it. Sort of they felt like it was an even stronger signal than than any marketing that you could do, right? As you would imagine, because when a CEO speaks, they're on the hook, right? Or mm. at least they, they're more on the hook than if you're writing something on a website that you know c- could change easily. But um, so so there was that sort of this idea of uh, of having their CEOs and uh, leaders speak, and then there was a, a secondary piece, sort of this idea of consistent a, a consistency in, in long term. Um, sort of talking about the issue, right? Mm-hmm. So um, just kind of hearing that message again and again and understanding what the leader spoke for, it was, again, we, we were surprised how often that came up. I'll, so, be, I'll be mm-hmm. interested to see if your more longitudinal research backs up that passionate leaders piece, mm-hmm. because since you're talking to thought leaders in the social impact space, I can see why they are reading every single thing that these CEOs put out and watching their mm-hmm. speeches and blah, blah, blah. But I'm I'm curious to know if that holds water with general consumers who, you know, might not be as exposed to some of the publications that these people are reading and things like that. So yeah, Megan, you're super sharp on that one. That's exactly right. I think um, th- I'll tell you a couple of things that sort of that give us uh, maybe not hope, but uh, just a little bit of a, of a sense as, as to why this may stand as we sort of extend the, the space is, um, you know, as, as we've been speaking about this a little bit more with people who are not necessarily in our space. Um, I think one of the things that's happening is consumers are 
are getting a lot more savvy uh, in terms of seeing through marketing, right? And in uh, yeah. trying to ascertain what a company is really doing. Mm-hmm. And so um, CEOs are, you know, again, sort of when a CEO speaks, it's a lot harder it's a lot harder to back out of it because now they have you on tape. They are mm. not tape <laughs> yeah. anymore, right? <laughs> they have you. Uh, they have you recorded. So there's something that you can push back against mm-hmm. and say, "But you said this. Like, why is it not that anymore?" Right. Um, and actually, it, that leads us to the to the next insight, which was uh, one we heard uh, really loud and clear when we asked people sort of what makes a brand good was sort of this idea that brands and companies would treat their employees really well. Yes. So yep. even before like. The you know what cause are they supporting, or even before what you know what's your sustainability approach? Like we just heard, like how are you treating your employees? Yeah. Uh, and people would talk about uh, we we heard this several times also. Sort of people would talk about just sort of looking at how happy employees were at the store. Like, do they look like they enjoyed sort of working yep. there? Do they look like they were being well yep. treated? How motivated were them? Like, you know, uh, brands like Trader Joe's yep. and Publix came up. Mm, yep. and, um, Maria, I think that is so critical, though, too, in the sense like you can give away all the money in the world, but if you are not good to your employees and you're not paying yep. them for a good wage, you get nothing. It, it, exactly. And, and it so, shows. It shows. It really does. It, yeah. Exactly. You can see it immediately. And so to me, the sort of the, the pointing to the CEO and looking at what they're saying and looking at their employees are really actually sophisticated ways of, of trying to triangulate, really, is this company good or is this company not good? Right? Because mm-hmm. it's very hard to fake both of those things. Mm-hmm. Like, actually impossible maybe the ceo for a little bit but right. but certainly not the employees not for a long term so um so that was to, so i'm hoping that sort of that that sort of continues and holds as we as we move forward but um but you're right it's possible that it could just be sort of from our, our set of experts that we spoke about that mm-hmm. it'll be definitely interesting to follow the next couple of studies when do those next phases come out when are those sure. all happening um, so that we are preparing the next phase um now uh, we hope to sort of so the next phase won't because we're trying to uh, sort of make this uh, uh, the sample size much larger to about two hundred people, um, that one will be um, that one will be online, um, but sort of just a set of open questions, and uh, sort of we hope to have that finished within the next two months, two or three months. We are a consultancy, so if we get busy, then (laughs) everything shuts down. (laughs) That is true. um, So, well, you know, I'm hoping, Maria, that you mm -hmm. talk about the importance of employees treating employees kindly will encourage Megan to be nice to me on the show. Mm. Oh, you're my employee now? Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? I think think that I am projecting to the audience the image of our brand, and if you don't keep (laughs) me happy... Uh, which means being nice to me, sending me uh, gift cards for uh, Starbucks lattes and things like that. People are going to sense that, Megan. Just because it's on recording does not mean that's funny. Well, Maria, this is all so, so fascinating. Thank you so much for joining us. And if people want to find out more about GoodCore and this fantastic research, how might they do that? Sure. Uh, The easiest way is to just send us a note to hello at GoodCore. And it's G O O. D C O R P S dot com. Excellent. And we will put, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's easy. I get it. Sort of uh, the the senior team here gets sort of that email and then we're happy to answer it. Excellent. And we will definitely put links to your website and Facebook and Twitter as well in the show notes, which Joe, where can people find the show notes? 
Boy, they can find them everywhere. But most importantly, you don't want to go to Megan's site. You want to go to SelfishGiving.com. And actually, I have a nice wrap-up there, too, the Cause Marketing Forum uh, conference and uh, my almost hil- hilarious experience talking about global cause marketing last <laughs> week. And uh, you can check that out on my blog. But this will be on my blog uh, when it comes out. And uh, you can also find me uh, moment-to-moment on Twitter, at Joe Waters. And check out those pins on Pinterest, 3,700 Cause marketing related pins for you to check out and enjoy and to learn from what about you megan where can people find you well you can also find show notes for cause talk radio at causeupdate.com. you can find me on twitter at megan strand and i also tweet for the cause marketing forum at tweet cmf and of course you can find cause talk radio on itunes we do recommend you subscribe to the podcast so you yes, don't please. miss an episode and please leave us a review if you like today's show or mm-hmm. send joe and i a tweet it's always nice to hear from people That's and right. for all of those of you who came up to joe and i and said you enjoyed yes. the show and you were listening yep. thank you so awesome to hear yeah, that it makes the, the world of difference for us it does it does so uh, on behalf of maria and joe and myself we'd like to thank you for joining us for this episode of cause talk radio and we'll talk to you next time 